1: Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My different. Uh, and then this is the funniest one: is what kids crazy, taking you know? taking yeah, shits in public places. 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 I'm not that. Oh, who is that? <laughs> so that's why we're in this kind of situation. You said- oh, sorry,
2: shit, mine had come <laughs> off on mute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who's that? Oh, Matt? I mean, at least we know that when she mutes her mic, she doesn't slag us off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's time to chat some bollocks
2: about Fanny bum. Bo- no topic is off-limit for these potty mouthed found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. Bad saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes, holes
1: barred. Um, hello, Nora. Hello, Victoria. Guess this what? is weird
2: because it's we're recording
1: very with each other video or Video. <laughs> we have never recorded an episode on video before guys um so this is a new experience i can see laura she and looks i can see victoria like a little <laughs> white ghost. victorian ghost <laughs> come to haunt me I she's so white
2: translucent all you can see are my teeth and eyes and fringe love it really and whereas i've love got it.
1: my i'm gonna be doing business deals jumper on yeah you do i love your necklace as well thank you that was a birthday present i wear Beautiful. it every day from robert um it, Rob. how are you we start off this every week with
2: how are you i'm and i always say i'm okay even if my world was shattering apart I that's because you're british babe Am, Everything's yes. okay. Everything's <laughs> <It's>
1: fine. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm just having a nervous yeah. breakdown. So uh, always having a nervous breakdown. How about you? Um, I'm fine. I've just spent fifty pounds, as I told you, on some duck mm. that I will not be eating. Um, I will be cooking it for my. How many mm. duck breasts is that? Well, it's a very posh butcher's. It's very. Uh, I think you'd be okay, like. Okay, you're that justifying is... this because it's like it's two duck breasts, isn't it? <laughs> it's not. It was four duck breasts and two chick- uh, Two chicken legs, two duck legs four breasts two legs 50 quid is this harrods no i mean it's along the same lines as it's called the ginger pig have you heard of that do you ever watch nigella i am obsessed with her of course i I do
2: darling so if i could if i could have a lesbian relationship with anyone nigella would be up there because i want to walk hand in hand into the places that she goes to buy her fucking bread Everything,
1: even the shopping basket looks nice. I know, but can you imagine how much that costs every week? No, well that's insane. why I want to be
2: in a relationship with her because she's gonna pay for it. So oh, yeah, of course. I'll be a kept sense. woman. Slight like problem. I don't think she's interested.
1: But she's so ridiculous, it. though. Uh, uh, like when she comes down at the end of the episode and she's like, oh, oh, I'm just going to treat myself to something naughty. <laughs> I and mean, like gets out a massive wedge of butter and then sprays some cream on it and just deep throats <laughs> it. It's like, come on, you dirty cow, put it away. <laughs> it's sorry weird, isn't it? I never thought I'd be vegetarian, but or oh, pescatarian, sorry. Um, yeah, stop being so a like, fake, fake veggie. I oh, know I am a fake veggie. I, I, I apologise profusely. <laughs>
2: You should fucking apologise. What's this podcast about this episode? What is is this episode about this week, Victoria?
1: (laughs) You know, my favourite thing is about me (laughs) being able to see you is that I get to witness when you mess your words up and you're like... Even though all you can see is my fucking teeth. I'm just... It's like watching some sort of abstract piece of art. (laughs) An interactive installation. (laughs) Um, so, yes, today we're going to be talking about parenting. Parenting. Oh, we are experts. I feel like
2: this needs to be uh, more than one episode.
1: Have you got, I, I don't even know where to begin because it's such a massive sort of um, topic to discuss.
2: Yeah, there are multiple umbrellas to this horrifically long process. It's <laughs> horrifically parenting. long,
1: it's never going to end. <laughs> it's forever. Well, we can start with the fact that my son turned four.
0: Yeah, happy two, yeah. birthday! Happy.
1: It was quite an emotional one. Do you get no, emotional I. on your kids' birthdays? Yeah, but I'm a cry.
2: I cry everything. So
1: I just find it. There's something sentimental about it, for yeah, sure. It's major. Yeah, and looking back at the birth, and then when they were little, and just kind of being like, oh they're getting older it's sort of even though I damn the toddler years because they're so hard they're vile I'm hoping that we are sort of out of the worst part really but then I said that on my stories and about a million mums replied and all said oh no (laughs) you're not out of it sweetheart it's like being four doesn't make any difference you're still gonna come be di- yeah yeah that's yeah, it come. so that that's that's kind of our general consensus isn't it we're on the kids are dicks page
2: yeah and you know what i know that that's like quite heavily frowned upon within the mothering society that we dare we dare to say that our kids piss us off but you know what i i don't actually want to meet the mother that says i love my children,
1: (laughs) they are perfect. (laughs) I don't want to meet that mom.
2: (laughs) I don't, I'm not interested. I don't want to have that conversation because it is, I'm so sick of that. I am so fucking done with being part of that. And I've definitely been within those circles of being like, oh my, my kids just, they don't fight They're best friends. They just get on or, you know, I don't mind that I get woken up in the night because then I get beautiful cuddles and I'm like, fuck
1: off and she just I, stuck a finger up by the way I, I stuck
2: my finger up that is the downfall of me being on video is i forget oh, the fact that yet. this is not a visual thing podcast is actually you it's know just sound
1: it's like radio laura um i got told off this morning because um, i did a post about oliver's birthday and mm. referred to just all kids as wankers and balance and various other words and someone replied and said words are powerful you should never call a child a dickhead or i don't a I, do. I, know back,
2: it's whack. I
1: know it's not like i'm having a conversation with him and saying i think you're a massive dickhead i just yeah. wait until he's turned around and then mutter it under my breath and give him the
2: bird i oh as the lighting
1: has changed yeah you well like went even whiter <laughs> oh my god don't go into that position now you look like a victorian misty photo i do i think
2: that's one thing i we should really talk about is just the emphasis and the pressure on mums and dads but i'm a mum i'm not a dad so i can only speak from my own personal experience just the pressure to be a certain parent
1: the pressure is immense to get I it know. right. I don't think social media helps that at all. No, it doesn't. Um, Because just most most of what I see with mothering, you know, parenting accounts or whatever, mum bloggers, mm. um is just this image of perfection that yeah. is not Happy, my life,
0: mm. you know,
1: at all. And it, I mean, I think it, at first, when I first had kids, it did definitely affect me and i thought oh i'm failing here massively because i'm not doing those things and how are they getting it so right when i'm clearly not because i'm still sat here in my pajamas at 2 p.m yeah. um with a three-day-old unwashed minge um hating my kids because they won't shut up uh, but now I've, I've i'm not like i don't it doesn't affect me anymore i've really i think i've just because i've lived motherhood as well for four years Um, I I know that it's not like that and you know obviously having our friendship seeing you knowing what you go through with your kids and then my other friends too who are really honest about motherhood it's not like that at all I, I don't know I personally don't have a relationship with another woman who who views motherhood that way
2: no no I don't and yet I do see people on social media who are struggling within their own personal lives but put out such a perfected image across their social media and it's sad because there's I think a level of pressure um, you don't want to admit to the fact that things aren't okay and so it's easier to kind of put the happy smiling picture up rather than the one of them having a fucking massive tantrum in the middle of Asda do you know what I mean no one's taking pictures at that point everybody's turning their nose up at you going sort your Other. fucking kid out I do Rather <laughs> <laughs> that than was me, my because... post
1: today <laughs> was it <laughs> It's just a series of photos of Oliver having a tantrum. Just lay out on the floor. He does this move called the flop. He does that. Yeah. He's done that consistently since he was about 15 months old. Still doing it. He did it on his fourth birthday as a little treat for me hadn't done it for ages and then i thought oh right we're over this now and then no on his fourth birthday laid down in the room for i was like i don't want to brush my teeth I was like, oh my god right don't just let your teeth rot and fall out i couldn't care less
2: yeah but then do you ever do the like the whole reverse psychology thing because i do i go okay that's fine especially with dinner times for us with toby it's massive on dinner times i go You get down from the table then. Inside, I'm going, you are such a cunt. And I'm like, just get down from the table, sweetheart. You go. You go away. It's okay. We're all going to eat our food. And he's like that. I don't want to do that. And I'm like, I don't want you sat at the fucking table looking at me with mashed potato smeared down your chin.
1: Now, fuck off. And get in a better mood
2: because I, I, I'm done. <laughs> get in a Better
1: mood, I'm done. Yeah, I find it. I it's such hard work, isn't it? I found with um Relentless. just behaviour stuff anyway. When he's like that, I I do talk to him about his feelings. Both well, talked about this loads, haven't we? So I, yeah. we reckon our kids are quite similar. Yeah. They're very emotionally highly strong, but i'd always talk about his feelings and it's like, okay, darling, I can see that you're feeling angry, you know. And then and then trying to kind of turn it around. Like this morning, we brush his teeth, so I became the Uh, toothbrush ninja and just said that he was going to be my apprentice and blah 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 and like made it into a game and that works but just you know what sometimes you just can't be asked and it's like come on it's just a simple thing just put your shoes putting your shoes on put your coat on brushing your teeth getting dressed those are the things for us that are just every day every day it's a battle
2: yeah, and I like there are days when I just wake up with a rat up my ass, and I'm not in the fucking mood. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a flying fuck about how much you don't want to put your shoes on. Put your twatting <laughs> shoes on and get out of the fucking door. I'm you not know, interested in having any more conversations with you over your
1: fucking Clark shoes, which I spent a dickload of money on. Oh my god, don't even. St- okay, yesterday. I mean, I'm actually. I feel a little bit sick to admit this, but um, I bought a, a Jules coat. Yeah, you heard of that brand. Jules, yeah. Jules, yes.
2: Yeah. I don't know um, why I said that in a Dutch accent. No, you It also
1: a really posh. And Jules, yes, of course it is. So All <laughs> oh my favourite one. Um, I bought Oliver a waterproof coat because um, why do waterproof coats not exist? Like actually oh, I know. showerproof. Yeah, what the fuck is that? That is it's, no use. I'll soak you to the fucking bone. Yeah, and they still, even the showerproof ones, still cost like forty quid. Yeah. So I, I thought, no, I'm getting a proper waterproof one, 67 quid. On a child's coat, I wouldn't. I don't spend that on myself. <laughs> um,
2: just all-round parenting is very, very difficult. But we are often expected, just across the board, you're expected to just take to it like a duck to water and be like, "Oh my god, I love my baby. I love this life. It's not difficult. I'm okay with the fact they wake up through the night. I'm okay with the fact that they're not hitting the milestones when they're meant to." fucking be hitting them because the government said they should be hitting them at a certain fucking time you know like all of that the pressure that is expected on us in like the current day is so high and then on top of that we're expected to put the smiling perfect happy pictures up of our children to show what a wonderful fucking family dynamic we are I mean in actual fact it's bullshit who who are we doing that for Oh, just no. one massive
1: lie. Yeah. Did you always know that you wanted children?
2: Oh my god! From the moment I came out of my mum's vagina, yeah, yeah, I was like, I needed to be a mother. I've yeah, always, always wanted to be a mum. I just wasn't particularly great at it in the end. The <laughs> no,
1: I don't know what else I was going to say. I, i the same. I've always, I always wanted to be a mum. And in fact, I thought I'd have kids much younger than I did so I was I was 34 when I had uh Oliver but yeah I I just didn't meet the right person um Um, thank god I didn't have babies with any of the thank god you waited out for Robert yeah thank god I waited out it was a good one it paid off um but I really I just always thought yeah that's kind of like not my purpose but it was a big part of I thought that I'd feel like oh yeah this has really made me you know people say that having a kid oh it's really made me but I don't I don't feel that at all it's it's brought a whole new side of myself out, I think, but I haven't. I don't place all of my worth in my ch- in just having kids and my children.
2: No, but I think that being a mother has made me who I am now. Like I had to go through so much mentally, especially with Toby, to get to a point in my life where I'm like, I don't give a flying fuck. And I guess you know that was definitely like a a process for me. So they have made me but not because of motherhood. Do you see what I'm trying to say? It's like yeah. this really weird... It's hard to explain. Yeah, because I don't, I'm not defined by the fact that I'm a mother. Like, no. I am still Laura. I that's still it. want to be known as who I am. And, and being a mum is like a totally separate part of my life. It's one of the most important parts of my life, but it's not yeah. my
1: everything. That's it. Just, that's exactly it. You've explained it. That's what I wanted to say, but I just went... so thanks for making me feel stupid no i'm joking <laughs> yeah I, I totally agree with that it's not i'm not defined by motherhood in, and mm. and me too so it's such a massive part of my life and it's so important and mm. I, I love my kids so much like, yeah the love is scary yeah how, how much i love them terrifies me yeah
2: um
1: but how i protective have found if i
2: am of
1: them so protect and also how anxious i get about stupid shit like i I can have really morbid thoughts about terrible things that might happen that are, yeah. uh, the likelihood of happening is you know so slim but I find myself worrying about that shit like lying awake at night and being like oh my god what if when he gets older she meets a really shit boyfriend or a girlfriend and then they're horrible to her what am i gonna do like just stuff like, that. It's yeah. like Why am i worrying about this oh uh, mate like, i you know i, I mean? can i can
2: play out i can cry myself to sleep with the scenarios that i put in my head where like i have had awful awful images in my head of like finding elliot and basically he's had the shit kicked out of him and i'm having to like pick him up and he's unconscious and like i'm literally crying my eyes out and steve has sometimes caught me and he's like why are you crying i'm like i can't even <laughs> fucking tell you because i think i'm
1: a psycho <sighs> like, I, I find that that is really hard to manage that yeah anxiety, paranoia I love stuff so much I I it's because you do be okay you love them so much They're, and they are more than even a relationship or with any i mean I, rob's the man that i've loved the most in my whole life yeah I got, yeah and, but with the kids, it's different. And it, I don't think he has that. I don't think Rob has
2: that. No, I mean, I, I find it quite difficult sometimes with Steve because I'm like, I don't know that you have the same level of protection. Like Steve says, you, you go fucking like psycho bitch when it comes to the kids being hurt or anything like that. I'm so fiercely protective of them. I'm like a lioness. Yeah. I fucking growl if I have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. But... <laughs> Steve doesn't appear to have that in him. And is it because of my strong character that I'm like that? Or is it just because he didn't birth them? He didn't go through what I went through to to, to have them.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't I, I honestly don't know. I think maybe then you carrying think of, them. I don't know because
2: you think of adoption and you think about like that process and like, you know, how how bonding that experience is. And I know people who have adopted that are like, I would die for this child. They didn't carry them
1: yeah I but think it, is, it it must just be that it is the maternal instinct bonding process yeah or I don't know it's, re- it's you can only speak from your own experience can't you so yeah. we're only going to go in off us and then what our part how our partners are but um I asked Rob um when you when we had the kids do you feel like it made you or it you know massively changed he was like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, no, I guess I would say the same uh, it, it's not it's not made me it's just it's just changed me it's changed me for the
2: better I am a better person because I'm a mum
1: I, I agree with you too that it's, it's made me care so much less about what other people think about me yeah that I've let oh go my of God. massively
2: but then I know of people who care more about what other people think of them now that they're parents because it's that, you know, although social media has such a massive impact and a massive, huge responsibility around the way that we see ourselves and the expectations we have of others, previously it was keeping up with the Joneses. And, you know, that, that saying's there for a good reason. It was trying to keep up with whatever that, that person was that was in your life, whether it be a friend or a work colleague or whatever, of, like, trying to make sure that you were up to their standard. And it's the same fucking thing. It's just done in a much more visual way now.
1: Comparison is the thief of joy. Oh my god. Who told I love you that, that saying. I don't Who I've seen that I don't know. It's like an old saying. I love it though. I think it's you so true. Heard that Comparison, Comparison is the thief of joy. You oh, bastard, get it back.
2: I cannot wait <laughs> to use that in conversation and I'm really yeah. intellectual.
1: Um no, it really is, and it's hard not to do it, but you know, the other thing is too, there's no there's no point. There's no there's no benefit to doing it. No. Um and actually every single family, every mum, whatever, all everyone's circumstances are completely different. So and
2: everyone goes through life a struggle. Yeah. like struggle. Like you can't but it's really, really difficult to see that. So, and I think the reason why I'm like much more um reflective now of like the celebrity culture of like Hollywood and, and all of that side of it is that for such a long time, such a massive part of my adult life, I've looked up to those kinds of people and just thought, they're so lucky. Like they've got it made. Like, do you know what I mean? They've got all the money. They've got people that adore them. They've got everything they could possibly ever want. And now I, I'm so much more reflective and going fucking hell, you know, no wonder so many of them are struggling so badly with their mental health. And yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you've got if you're trying to balance life with a mind that is really heavy, then you're not going to have a positive outlook on what you've got. And, you know, it must be awful trying to parent in that situation and then the expectations. And then even if you ever so slightly lose your shit at one of your kids in public, it's all caught on camera. But as a, as a society, we still look to, to these people like fucking shining beacons of hope like oh my god if only i was that person my life would be made why because they've got fucking money that doesn't Mm. make them a good parent it doesn't mean their kids are going to grow up to not be assholes. so you know you can't assume that just because money or or fame or uh, you know, someone loving you will make it better. It doesn't. Everybody's struggling in life, you know. Yeah.
1: So that's quite a nice little link into some of the research that I've done around parenting. And I didn't even know that either. I know. So do you, let me ask you a question first. So do you think that you're a good parent? This is a
2: good one because it's a battle. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. It's a real inner battle to say yes because I always feel like
1: I could be doing better. Yeah. And do you think okay so you and that you're not letting other people's opinions of your parenting come into that at all?
2: No, no, no. This is just how, how reflective I am of like situations. Oh, I should have done that better. I could have done this and that's not because of someone else's opinion that's of me being like so looking aware. at Yeah and being like, How can I be better at mm. you know, working at this situation? How can I get Toby to be less of
1: a cunt at the dinner
2: table? Do you know <laughs> what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well I, I think that proves that you are a good parent because you're yeah. willing to have a yeah. look at it and say, All right, I've maybe I've done something wrong there yeah. and I could improve it this way, or whatever. I think if you just are totally blinkered and you have like this is how i'm going to parent and this is the only way i'm going to parent and the kids are going to conform to this it's yeah. never going to work it's just going to end no. up with lots of conflict um so i ask i ask you all that question uh because there's this big study that was done it's in america yeah. It was a national parent survey overview and they kind of asked lots of questions about how they felt becoming parents is it's men and women okay so this is this is the results from their attitudes aspirations and parenting challenges okay. um so how many parents do you think would agree um with the statement i feel as if i'm a really good parent
2: so this is how many people would say they think they're a good parent yeah i think it's quite low i think maybe 40 percent. no it's 80 percent. think they're a good parent
1: yeah that's what, really high wow <laughs> I'm part of the twenty percent scenario. Shit, man! Wow. Oh, but then, at the same time, eighty-seven percent of parents across the board say they work hard to be an even better parent. Yeah. So, yeah. so I
2: guess that's where I sit. I, yeah. I am. I know I'm not a shit parent. I'm not, you know, like feeding my kids crack cocaine and letting them sleep out in the back garden. So there are levels to shit parenting, isn't there? And I'm not hitting that shitness. But <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But there. But I know. I guess it's you're constantly having to work out you know how to be all better. the time I feel like it's just like an ongoing where would you say you sit in journey? that would you say that you're a yes or a no or do you kind
1: of feel the same as me um I think that I think that I am a good parent yeah um but I always and I think this about everything I always think there's room for improvement always yes, totally um because not in your
2: personal parenting style I'm not saying that like yeah, yeah, you yeah no but improve. just
1: yeah I'm saying
2: I've seen you, mate. You need to fucking embrace. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely need to work on that kid. <laughs>
1: he's Any a child of to that.
2: that much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I always feel like I, I, with everything will kind of tick along quite nicely for a little bit. Yeah. And then something will come up, a new thing will come up. It's like, okay, right, this is a barrier now. How are we going to sort of navigate yeah. this one? And then I, lo- I love research, don't I? So I've read yeah. a lot of parenting books and I read a lot of articles online about parenting and I like the more kind of, I suppose, like psychology-based stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, There's a really good book that I read and it completely changed how I dealt with Oliver and it's made such a big difference to his behaviour. Name it. It's it now. called... Um, how to speak to small children so they will listen it's very wordy wow. but it's, the author's got two two books so there's one for <laughs> maybe actually uh, how to speak to laura so she does not lose interest um <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh yeah so she's got one for older kids it's like seven plus and then there's one for kids from two to seven. So that's the one that I've, I've read. I, I just find it, it's helped so much. It's got like little cartoon scenarios that you can... Oh, there's pictures, hang There's pictures, oh, yeah. I might get it. Yeah, so it's not like really heavily, you know, yeah. whatever, dense um, text. It's, it's a lot of stuff that you can just see and you'll relate to all of the scenarios and you'll see, oh, fucking hell, that's exactly how I speak to him. Yeah. And then you try it the her way and it's a completely different result. Wow, like, okay. no conflict. And, and we both try to do that, me and Rob. Um, we try to be on the same page, but I think... Rob's probably he tends to go into the more like telling them what to do yeah and I don't do that I don't really I'll give them instructions if they need to do something but I don't tell them what to do as if like oh, I'm I'm the friend and sometimes I hear him, I'm like you're you sound like such a twat like it, Oliver has no respect for being spoken to that and I suppose you've got to think that if, if you, someone spoke to you as an adult like that, what would you do? Yeah. Wouldn't you feel really annoyed and angry and like, fuck you, how dare you? So, so you basically when really the kids get in from school
2: and I say, can you take your shoes off and can you go wash your hands and I'll go get you a snack? Is that me dictating to them and eventually, ultimately, they're going to end up serial killers because I've asked them to take their shoes off and wash their hands? Is that what <laughs> you're trying to say? Like, because, am I getting my parenting style wrong? due to the fact that my children will fucking nutsack each other in the hallway for 10 minutes before they even contemplate taking their shoes off. And I go, take your fucking shoes off now! Like, is that, is that the wrong approach? Yeah, it's, I... it's not in the book. Okay. Um, i sh- it's the, not in yeah, the book. I found with both the boys, when they're emotionally distressed and they're really obnoxious and they're being pricks, I just hug them. And Same. it is through big gritted teeth. Yeah, I do it. I "I really wish you weren't being a twat, (laughs) but you are being a twat. So we'll hug it out and then I'll tell you I love you. And and the thing is with Steve, he'll be like, I am 100 percent on board with your thoughts and feelings. And I am so in tune with it. Like, I just know exactly what you mean, Laura. I know who wouldn't parent that way. And it's like (laughs) you only think that because I've said that to you because 10 minutes ago you were telling them off for you know something ridiculous something ridiculous yeah Came this is my favorite one that's life all right that's just life <laughs> yeah so like he's three years old he doesn't that doesn't mean anything to him he idiot. doesn't give a flying fuck about life right now
1: he, gives he a doesn't fuck even about know his... what life is okay he has <laughs> yeah. no concept of that yeah oh,
0: yeah God. yeah i
2: think they are very similar and i love them because steve is very patient he's very kind he is an amazing dad yeah so he, He is the guy... This is how I'm going to describe Steve's parenting style. He is the guy that shows up at a a party in fancy dress and it wasn't fancy dress. Like... (laughs) That's the only way I could describe the way he parents, because he's always reading the situation completely wrong.
1: Oh, we do, um, Robbie's known as um, Mr. Tumble uh, amongst our, like, <laughs> because he will entertain, the. if there's a group of kids together, he's the entertainer and they love him. But for me, I'm like, my sexual attraction to you, it's just gone. What do you think about um, being asked to play toys, games? With I your don't kids? like it. I hate it. Me neither. So, he loves it. I've got no time for it. No, yeah, I, I will. I love well, you know, I love an accent, so yeah, I tend to. us started to I'm do an Irish American. accent now, and, and Irish. Uh, yeah, Irish, he has a little Irish accent, it's hilarious. It's like
2: oh he- my god, I love that!
1: If you he sounds like such a cockney as well, if you ask him where's he from, you go, oh, I'm from London, <laughs> <laughs> so sweet.
0: <laughs> He's still a tick.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, so let me give you some more stats from this because I-, I was just like, seriously, all right, 91% of um. parents say that parenting is their greatest joy oh fuck off
2: they they clearly have never had a fantastically cooked chocolate brownie before have they (laughs) with ice cream because if they had they would not be saying that that was their ultimate joy was parenting parenting is great it's great and i love it but it's fucking hard
1: work um oh this is the one yeah not 70% say they feel their life started when they became a parent no, my my life started a long time ago. In fact, I feel like my life ended when I had children. You know
2: what? There are so many aspects of my life where it did start the moment I had my children because I found a new level of love that I'd never had before, a new level of protection that I'd never felt like. All of those, uh, all the other shit that goes into mothering and I will never not know that love. So that is a, the beginning of a new part of your life. But before I had kids, I could go to the cinema whenever I wanted to. I could go to a fucking restaurant and not talk about shitty nappies. I could go on holiday I could you know
1: spontaneous to, they spontaneously go yeah. out for a drink remember have, those days yeah. yeah it's going out for meals that that's uh, we, we do it we do it loads um but you just feel like you've got a limited amount of time of their oh yeah, massively attention span essentially yeah. so it's like you're like get there before you've even walked in you're like menu
0: menu give me the menu yeah. quick
1: yeah i'll have this 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 and this and then you just got scot- it it's like it a down. ticking
2: time bomb you can feel it can't you it's yeah. like the grains of sand just draining from your face and as and it's you can draining, see it
1: the terror
2: that appears of, oh my God, please don't kick off, please don't kick off. Don't be the (laughs) shitter and spitter of the the fucking restaurant.
1: Um, And that's when they get the little wild eyes and you're like, yeah, we've got about 30 seconds before this all goes tits up. Um, And then 73% of parents said that parenting
0: Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Kiki Palmer. I'm proud to introduce to you my new podcast. Baby, this is Kiki Palmer, exclusively on Amazon Music. I'm putting my friends, family, and some of the hottest experts in the hot seat to ask them the questions that have been burning on my mind. What would former child stars be if they weren't actors? Is OnlyFans only bad? I want to know, so I asked my mama about it. These are the questions that keep me up at night, and I'm letting y'all all in on it. Come kick it with me and my weekly guests as we go down the rabbit hole and dive deep into my mind together. Listen to Baby This Is Kiki Palmer, exclusively on Amazon Music.
1: A biggest challenge, which I would agree with that. So that just Maybe goes to lying. show that they're fucking lying. I guess things can be unpleasant and also joyful. I don't yeah, know, what am
2: no, but it is though, isn't it? It is it is joyful because there are moments of Yeah,
1: parenting. their innocence is just that's lovely and how yeah. they view the world, I like being a part of that. It's yeah. amazing to see the world through their eyes and the laughter and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the innocence of it and like even things like Christmas and birthdays oh, and just lovely. that pure joy that they yeah. have like I I breathe it in, like I live through them in their their, their innocence like you say.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, that was some interesting facts was it not
1: well yeah Victorian. i thought so i mean i found them so i thought they were <laughs> fascinating you haven't believed a single one of them but there you go you can't lie with science but anyway yeah, let's move I, on yeah
2: yeah they were very in, they were still interesting anyway <laughs> anyway
1: <laughs> anyway that leads nicely onto our guest yeah we have got the lovely isma Elmus. uh we've had a little chat with her chatting to her about parenting um and here it is And hello, Isma. Hello. Hello, welcome to No Hall's
2: Pod. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on here as well. It's awesome that you're that you're joining us. Uh,
1: thanks for asking. So Sorry, we great. thought that we'd kick off uh, today, as we're talking about parenting, we're doing a little World Association game. Um, so we're going to hit you with some words related to parenting, and we just want to see and hear what what those things mean to you. And more excitingly, we've actually
2: prepared it now. Like previously, yeah. we did. We just made up words. We made it up on the spot. We yeah. are professionals. Hey, Vic, would
1: or something. You
2: like to give your first word?
1: Yes. Okay. Birth. Shit. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah 100%. although I'm, I'm probably one of the only people that i know that doesn't agree i think birth is wonderful <laughs> do you really yeah sorry um, but it's oh fine. God. I'm in the tiny minority. That's I'm it. in the projectile vomiting,
2: shouting loudly, like a mooing cow variety. Yes.
0: When, when I gave birth, I honestly, when I first gave birth, I had this image throughout my pregnancy that I was just going to give this delicate, <laughs> delicate cop, and this beautiful baby would slide yeah. out in a John Lewis baby grow. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and nobody told me and I didn't even know that you pushed so hard, you literally shook yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know, and baby yeah. comes out covered in what looks like last night's curry. Yeah, <laughs> mine was
1: last night's curry, because that's what I ate the night before, <laughs> you see. <laughs> uh,
2: so uh, on that happy note, uh, next word is mum friends. None. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know? none. But it's a minefield though, isn't it? Actually trying to find a
0: mum friend that gets you. Oh my God, it is really hard. It is really hard. And you um, you want to kind of like... Be yourself But you can't Because you don't Kind of know What their values are So you might be like Ha ah! ha I don't want to be one of those fucking mums that can kind of feeds their kid carrot sticks and hummus <laughs> and then they just have a bag of carrot sticks and hummus
1: <laughs> it's so hard and the other thing too is especially when they're really little like when you're on maternity leave you have no fucking choice you've got yeah. to hang around with these women well you don't you can just be on your own which is yeah. what I chose to do the second time round but the first time round it was like I forced myself to
0: go to these play groups and whatever and I hated every second of it I didn't yeah. meet anyone with, with us because um I've got two birth Kids were older, and then my little boy is seven, and um we, we adopted him. So he came to us when he was two years and three months. So when I tried to join baby groups, all these friendships were already kind of established. These people yeah. and mums had been like mates since you know the NCT group and yeah. you know during pregnancy and the door shed. So then when, when we kind of walked in rocked up to all these toddler groups, it was like it's already established we we have no room for you here you know so it was like right fuck you (laughs) so yes I found I found that really and it is like being back at school isn't
1: it the yeah it is it's like uh it's just like going back to school isn't it and it's weird because then rather than I feel like a lot of time well I felt like this when I was in my 20s I felt like other women would be competitive with me for just you know being a woman but then the emphasis of that then transfers from you to the kids. Yes, and it's like, what's, what's your kid? Oh, my kid's rolling over by this amount of time and my kid's doing this and my kid's just written his first novel and he's only one and a half, like shit like that. It's like, yeah. what? Where I try not to get too caught up in those milestone things, but it's hard not to when it's just getting shoved down your throat all the time that you're really inadequate and your kid is thick as shit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Which
1: I wouldn't disagree with, but... I've had
2: so many moments like that as well. You know, like my my eldest is not he's, he's a boy, but he's not interested in sport and it's just not his thing. And there have been times when, you know, you're at the, the sports day and there are those parents like, Oh, thank God it's not Mike. This actually happened to me last year. Thank God it wasn't my child that came last. He is so far behind. And I was, I was within hearing distance and I uh, went that's because it's my son oh I'm happy that he came last you oh, can't about... <laughs> but obviously nobody says kind of sports day do they so <laughs> that's why nobody talks to me in the playground <laughs> <laughs> But like you know with me, you know, like I would go to groups and I didn't do the, the toddler groups until he was a little bit older and I would go to them and be like, hello. Because although I am incredibly awkward and anxious as a person, I'm like the over talker. And I, I had people avoid me like the plague, they'd be like, Oh my god, there's that woman with her weird child again that can't run very well. Um, so I I didn't have like the most nourishing experiences of, of toddler groups either and, and
1: mum friends back then. have you managed to meet any other mums along your
0: mothering journey since um um little boy started school kind of since then really we've kind of found our little tribe of um, like-minded mums which which is so um refreshing
1: yeah when you do find them you realize how valuable they are and then when you
2: have those bad days and you just need that person to kind of put their hand on your shoulder and go it's all right you know what
1: love we're all in it yeah
2: and we're all struggling yeah Yeah, definitely which kind of like leads quite nicely into our questions does it not Vic?
1: it does indeed (laughs)
2: like a glove (laughs) Um, so with your older two children,
0: yeah. because
2: you were quite young when you had your first child, weren't you?
0: Yes, I think I was about 22.
2: So what was, what was that like, you know, like becoming a mum at 22? To me, it seems quite young, which I know, you know, there's loads yeah. of people having kids at 22.
0: I think I was so naive, i.e. not having a clue about actual childbirth um yeah also, I, I kind of hadn't considered the things that I consider now as a parent like you know um at, at 22 I was just like oh I just want a baby in a pram yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it
1: you don't think beyond that yeah no
0: that's all you think I have not considered anything beyond that you know uh i.e the stability of my relationship you know finances um where we were living you know any practicalities or anything um you know and also kind of the state of the world what sort of a parent I was going to be what my values were what I really wanted to teach them um, I hadn't considered any of that so whereas now I'm very much about kind of thinking about the bigger picture and you know my hopes and aspirations for my little boy and what values I really want to instill in him um you know what's important what's not important what I can let go I haven't considered any of it <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't think I had really and I was like 10 well 13 years older than you were when you had your first I think I still was like you know just had this beautiful vision of oh i'll have this amazing baby and i'll be so beautiful i'll be so cute and i always wanted to be a mom did you always want to be a mom
0: yeah i I was broody since about three yeah yeah same. (laughs) same same i was breastfeeding
2: all my dolls yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and ironically didn't breastfeed my own children so you
1: know <laughs> work that one. and <laughs> um, so you had your two children and then you had a big gap didn't you yes, um, yes before you adopted your son so what was what was that like having that huge gap between not having to look after little kids because it's those early years that I think feel the most relentless because they have no independence they can't yeah, do anything for okay. themselves and all that and then once you get over that you went back to it
0: yeah we did and I think um it's quite hard to separate because when you adopt, there are so many factors that come into it. A, you go from, um, uh, again, I'd gone kind of from kind of my kids almost being adults to then kind of going back to the younger years again. So there was that. But then on top of that, when you have a baby, a a biological baby, you kind of have that period of grace where in the first few weeks and months they don't actually need that much from you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You just need to feed them. Um, kind of change the nappies, keep them clean, you know, and hug them. And that's it. And you've got this period of grace where you kind of both evolve together. But with adoption, my um, little boy came to us when he was two years and three months with adoption you get a fully formed person with yeah. opinions with a history with a background with a personality with you know and you're kind of both thrown together um and trying to kind of establish this new relationship and this new way of life together it, that is immense that is hard that is yeah. really hard. I found that tough how long did would you
2: say that that sort of settling in period like how long did it take that sort of from getting him to then being like oh okay I know what I'm doing now or have you not figured out what you're doing yet like because I haven't figured out what I'm doing yet
0: no I would say I would say a good two to three years wow really yeah yeah because you know as you when when you've had a baby as your baby kind of starts to kind of sit and roll and toddle and move and and kind of say their first words and you see their personality emerging, don't you? You kind of see, ah, this is, you get to know them. So you're almost going through that process again, but with an older child. So you're kind of still getting to know them, their personality. And also you have more context as as time goes on as to why they're doing certain things. So you're like, ah, yeah, oh, he said this because we went there and he's experienced this. Whereas when he first came, things would happen and we would have no context of you know, it must be
2: so difficult
0: experiences have been to kind of be able to kind of say, ah, okay, this is happening because of this or, you know, you can guess, um, but you don't know for sure. Yeah. yeah. That, that was really hard. So all round, it's just another level of winging it. Oh my God. It completely <laughs> is winging it stress. Um, and just, you know how as well, when you have a child, your relationship with your partner changes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely big time. It does, doesn't it? But it, it's, with adoption, I think it, it changes tenfold because you 're all thrown into this situation, and it is like the only thing I can it 's like an arranged marriage yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is because you don 't actually you 've made this lifelong commitment to somebody, but you still need to kind of get to know them, but you 're already you know committed committed to I yeah I change that for the world um, but yeah that that is it, it is just a very, very surreal situation that yesterday you know, it was just you and your partner. And today you're now the parents of a toddler.
2: Yeah, that is really (laughs) weird.
0: And, and also, you know, like previously, like when you when you have a baby, you can kind of like see little things emerging from your partner that you think, oh, that's maybe not so helpful. That's you know, oh, do you know love, if, if when I when I maybe do this, could you possibly do that? Oh, it would really help me. None of that. <laughs> yeah. Like you go from zero to a hundred. So like on day two, you're like, can you fucking not do that again? <laughs> I mean,
1: you say that. That's what I'm like with my husband all the time. With both that's of mine. Did so you know so what so I was true. thinking when you said that? Because like you're so. where's when you know, like if one of you has gone through the pregnancy and you've, because I use that as leverage. <laughs> I'm like, mate, I've got nine months of carrying that little <laughs> bastard ahead of you nine months 24 hours a day for nine months and then all of the breastfeeding all that stuff there's none of that no so you can't be like oh well you're gonna do it because actually mate I put in so much time, yeah. <laughs> over time in the beginning Yeah,
2: but then you've got like the flip side of that because you've also been through the teen years and like what would you say was harder would you say it was the teen years or the toddler bit
0: uh, the toddler bit, for sure. Okay, because that's girls, a relief. Thank, thank God. The teen years are, in comparison, so easy. Because you've got these young people, okay, that they're heading towards adulthood. You can basically just tell them the rules and set them free. So for my, my two older ones, who are, who are adults now, you know, they're girls. So when they kind of got to teenage years, you know, 14, 15, I just basically, you just tell them that I had three rules that I told them. That was stay away from drugs. Yeah. Um, stay away from cock.
2: Yeah, good advice. Good, fantastic
0: advice. Yeah, and wipe front to back. Yes, (laughs) all three things that my mother never told me. Exactly, that is is all you need to know. And off you go, job done.
2: (laughs) I love how it was like no drugs, no cock, and don't forget wipe front to back. (laughs) Those are the three rules that I'm going to live by for the rest of my life.
1: (laughs) What were you like? Were you? Are you quite like authoritative parent, or are you
0: much more relaxed and gentle? Um. Do you know, I thought I was um, very relaxed and gentle, and then lockdown happened. And um, I. so I am Asian, and honestly, it suddenly felt like I had been waiting for this opportunity my whole fucking life. <laughs> right? <laughs> Homeschool happened, and this tiger month just... Cooking emerged out of nowhere <laughs> I, t- I kid you not my kid is seven years old six months at home with me and he's now ready to sit his a-levels <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it I was the opposite I was like whereas I was like
2: okay here is a slice of bread here is a knife there's some
1: butter butter it yourself lesson done for today <laughs> well done everyone well done, well done. these are <laughs> pants you put them on your willy that's it
0: it got to the point where my kid, i was like saying he was getting like he hated it he absolutely hated it and i was saying to him what is the problem you do work at school as well this is just work at home and he was saying but mom at school they give me a break <laughs> Yeah, tell us what your schedule was then. I'm really intrigued
1: to yeah, so it. So am I. Have you got it written up or something? Got
0: it here on the
1: wall. <laughs> I love this.
0: I love this. <gasps> oh wow. It was um, Carol's Maths Factor. That was Carol Vorderman's Maths Factor. So you did a few of them a day. Reading, maths book, handwriting, comprehension, and then history. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds like the <laughs> shittest curriculum
1: ever no there's, there's no relief from this no PA. no, no bang bang
2: bang bang bang
1: yeah that is no ing- cock no drugs no fun <laughs>
2: <laughs> wipe front and back even if you've got a willy <laughs> well you know what when your child goes on to do incredible things and mine is still unable to wipe his own ass we'll know why because <laughs> <On laughs> lockdown did not serve him well <laughs> <laughs> but your three, your three rules. What would you say to any parent who is just about to, or even Vic and I, because we've not gone through it yet, with regards to teenagers? What would be a, a, a maybe one or more piece of advice for anyone about to go through or is going through teen years?
0: Um, I would say try not to kind of um, control your kids don't try and control your kids. don't try and put your will on them they're yeah. their own people kind of let them be who they are and um you're just there as a guide you're just yeah there. And the relationship changes so much as the kids get to teenage um years and 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 i think it's really important to kind of acknowledge that you you that you're their parent obviously you're there as a parent but don't for me anyway i'm not my kid's friend you know yeah. I'm not you know they're not my friend I'm not their friend I'm their parent I'm there to kind of guide them to put the boundaries down and help them um, make sure that they put boundaries around them as well for you know to protect themselves from kind of other people and situations and so yeah so I'm very um yeah I'm quite relaxed as a parent but you know uh, quite clear I mean they do stuff that I might not necessarily agree with but um fucking still let them know
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) I kinda I feel like that's what I sort of apply to my kids too because I find that if they're ever trying to enforce anything and like make it's not the little one she's too little but Oliver if you try and make him do something forget it it's just yeah. gonna end in a full-blown t- it's not worth it whereas yeah. if you talk to him and you know sort of almost like not even negotiate I don't know just talk about it and explain why and then yeah. you say but you can do it or you can't and this is yeah. the consequences if you don't and if you do then this that blah 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 then it yeah. works and it just makes yeah. life a lot easier
2: yeah I mean we've uh, my youngest he's just started school so we've got like the emotional roller coaster of I'm really tired, which doesn't happen until the moment he steps through the front door, and then he splays himself out on the hallway, crying. And I, because I've said, "Please, can you remove your shoes?" Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> but you are. I think you're right. It's just about going. Look, this is it. This is this is the way it's going to be.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> there, there has to be like a. a a reason for whatever it is they need to do,
1: or yeah. you know, wiping front to back. which
0: Or <laughs> well, you
1: get a lifetime of cystitis if you don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to ask was, do you? have any funny stories about being a mum like where your kids have humiliated you or Or they've done
0: something
1: that's hilarious yeah Yeah.
0: um one that I can remember for sure that sticks out in my mind is um my youngest my my daughter youngest daughter um she was kind of playing with some play-doh and I was like I can smell you know you know there's this like really shit smell and I was like (laughs) put in some shit and brought it into the house. I could smell, I can smell shit. And um, I was kind of checking a nappy, checking, um, you know, everyone's shoes. Thinking, where the fuck is this smell coming from? And it turned out it wasn't Play-Doh that she had. It was shit. Who's, <laughs> what, who's shit? I mean, I beg the question, whose was it? It was hers. <laughs> was it <laughs> hoping it was hers. <laughs> so, um, so there was that. Um, and then <sighs> the time, this is kind of, My youngest, um, we'd just kind of had her. Um, We'd had her in the August, well I'd had her in the August. And um, my eldest at that point was uh, five. So um, it was kind of towards the end of August and we went to get her some shoes, um, kind of for going back to school. So we got to the shoe shop um, and we'd driven there, got to the shoe shop and um, she was trying on her shoes and um, realised we'd actually forgotten we'd had another kid. (laughs) No, <laughs> in the car both of us that
2: is
1: sleep deprivation
0: time. yeah we forgot we had another kid just took her out of the car oh, We
1: well, you i mean I, I i do like you know um deliberate forgetting that i have two children
2: <laughs> yes. i pretend like i don't they have any children when they wake up in the middle of the night and i lay there deadly still with my eyes shut waiting for steve to hear them to get yes. out of bed <laughs> I I'm their I'm not their mum. I know they're calling for me, but I'm not their mum.
0: You know what I've done? Um and it's a little parenting tip um that I'm happy to share with you. So what I've done is our little boy, I've taught him to always call my partner's name in the night. I to him, you really need to do that. That's so now if he, if he shouts in the night or needs <laughs> anything, he shouts, Mama, because I'm mummy and my partner's mama. Mama! And then I just say, Do I want you?
2: You oh, must go. You sweet. must
1: go.
0: <laughs> I love that, that's
1: genius. <laughs> I'm using yeah.
0: that. So and that just works for us. And she's like, all right
1: then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what my, my son started doing? And for some reason, it just really tickles me. He stopped calling his dad, dad, and he calls him Rob. So he calls me mum and he calls him. So it's like it's his stepdad or something. And they will be like, Rob, Rob. Like he uses the tone that I use all the time. And I'm just like, Rob, can you not do that? And all of us now like, Rob, can you get me a drink?
0: <laughs>
2: it's
1: absolutely hilarious.
2: That is amazing. Um... That was the other thing I wanted to ask you, Isma. Because you've got, a, you've got girls and boys... Or girls and boy, and boy yeah would you say that there is a complete difference in in the kids like the the boy girl kind of relationship with parents or just like basically being a mum of, of of one of each
0: yeah I do I do you know what what I have noticed and I don't know if that's just down to personality or what but my son is far more um like emotionally intelligent than his sisters were at, at his age and I don't know if that's because I've kind of talked more to him about emotions or yeah. you know um how we feel but he's he's just far more in tune with his emotional side and like even nursery that they'd be like oh um you know we had we had a kid at three and another kid crying and he immediately went and sat next to him and said what are you feeling and, uh, yeah I've, I've got one of each and I can't say
1: <laughs> all of us like that we took him to his two-year check and they were like everything okay looked over at him and he was licking the back of a chair <laughs> <laughs> was like oh okay <laughs> he's never done that before <laughs> uh. <laughs> well i think that brings us to the end of our little chat uh thank you so much for coming on ismo it's been amazing it's been it so been lovely amazing to get and your that, view on parenthood it's good to know that you also think your kids are dickheads too so
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> and the some of the you know enlightening rules in which I will be completely oh, yes. instantly adjusting my life to straight away
1: you could bring Thanks. out a parenting book with just those three rules Those three rules. yeah
0: three chapters it's really big fun <laughs> really <big font>. yeah <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me and remember wipe front to back <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a
2: lovely little catch-up. Um, that was lush. I don't know about you, Vic, but I absolutely love chatting with her. She was such a babe. She was so warm
1: and yeah. lovely and funny. Very and very honest. Funny. And um, honest. And we didn't we didn't ask her if she had anything to plug. I realised that afterwards, but definitely oh. go and follow her on yeah. Instagram um Isma Elmas is her handle and then just check her website to see when she's got any upcoming gigs. Yeah. Um Yeah, because she, she was doing a gig like literally the, yeah. the night before, she's back uh, gigging. Um well I thought as well what would be nice quite nice now is if we uh shared some stories from our Yay! followers. yeah So we asked you guys to send in uh your embarrassing parenting anecdotes and we've had some corkers. Cool I mean I've had an absolute influx of these have you uh
2: yeah okay so Vic I've got this story are you ready yeah go for it okay we're sent in to us anonymously just a reminder, everyone I don't know about you Vic but I get a lot of messages going please don't tell anyone we don't plan to we will not reveal the details of the person so anyway uh my eldest daughter who is now 10 when she was six she went to my mum's for the day she (laughs) She went out the front with a group of children and played on the green grass outside my mum's gate. I was outside watching when I heard a loud laughter erupting from all the children. I walked over to see what they were huddled around. When I approached, I could hear this vibration coming from the wall. I walked walked up to them to find my daughter had gone through my adult drawer in my bedroom before we'd left she took out my vibrating bullet out of the drawer and put it in her bag and to my uh, and to my mum's she had put my Dulux bullet on the wall and they were watching it bounce across I was mortified to say the least and my daughter said I want one of these massage things because they're so much fun to watch racing around the wall. I was mortified. My husband found it hilarious. Me, on the other hand, I was embarrassed to even look over at the
1: group of children and had to apologize to all the parents. <laughs> we spoke about this one before didn't we kids finding the sex toys yeah, yeah. i think it's pretty common but that is a good toy <laughs> that would be fun is, to
2: watch that's fucking amazing <laughs> i just wish i had been one of the parents
1: where she would have had to cry to me and god i'm really sorry my daughter was playing with the dildo on the green <laughs> but that, that's the i think that's the exact scenario where that judgmental parenting bullshit would yeah. totally come into play because if a mum did that if that happened to a mum forever i would love her for life and i'd yeah. be like i'd say, be like that's fucking friends. amazing <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of bullet is
2: it is it any good
1: (laughs) which we should uh,
2: we should we not actually just mention right now about the amazing feedback we've had from our our masturbation podcast episode
1: yeah absolutely we've had so many messages from you slags saying that having listened to it you've gone off and bought sex toys whether yeah. they've been for the first time blitzed in or uh vibrators for the first time ever and you're having the most amazing orgasms which is kind of weird that me and laura are giving strange women not strange women just women that are strangers orgasms yeah. all across the country i wouldn't even
2: care if they were thinking of us at moment of climax i'm just no. so fucking sharp. i hope you are we've liberated them to think yeah let's give it a go <laughs> do it we are changing that whatever percentage it was of people that have never had a sex toy for the just positive just went down just went down a little bit bitches um yeah. it's fantastic so um, yeah the 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 clit stim slags are us or changing we, we should we should change the, the world a sex company called. yeah
1: clit stim slags are is us. perfect all right all right uh, yeah, oh. I, I
2: think I love that story. I would have loved to have, have met that mum and shook her hand and said, Just imagine so the okay, horror sweetheart.
1: though. Yeah. You'd hear oh. the In a mile off and be like, ah, oh, fucking shit, there's a load of strange kids playing with something that's been in my vagina. <laughs> Not just on the clear, it's fine, it's just external. It's just Yeah, it's nowhere paranormal. near as
2: bad as that though. But um did
1: put it on a, did she put it on a Christmas list for some time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The vibration yeah, thing that
2: Claudia had on the green outside her nana's house. <laughs>
1: Oh right, I've got another little funny story for you. Um so me and my husband were in Wicks buying some paints. We had our youngest with us and we went to have a nosy at the bathroom section. He went running off. I was clearly paying no attention when all of a sudden I heard the dulcet tones echoing around a very empty, quiet wicks. <laughs> Mummy, I need a poo. I was like, shit, where is he? Only to find him sat on a display toilet, having done a massive shit. And then the, he had the audacity to shout, "Finish! Can you write my bum?" <laughs> oh God! What I want to know from anyone that works in a DIY store: how frequently does that happen? A lot.
2: I bet there's it lots must of turns. A lot. And, and I f- bet there's so many parents that don't say a thing, quickly yeah. grab their child Just and close run. Close the
1: lid. <laughs> run. Fucking and then people run. walk past like, "What's that?" wow they've made this whole bathroom area really immersive authentic yeah like Like, i can smell the shit i asked her because i thought that's brilliant i asked her what did you do and she said that she had to luckily she had baby wipes and she had to scoop the turd out and then just carry it out the front and find the (laughs) bit like that coming through coming through coming through (laughs) in aisle 23 (laughs) so funny (laughs) would you tell a member
2: of staff or would you just get it out and run I don't think I would be able to. For me, I would laugh, and so Steve would not be of any use either. I would be laughing so hard that I don't think I'd, I'd manage it. I think I would just, yeah, I wouldn't be able to articulate the words. Dump and run. Dump and run. Dump and run. Yeah, and I would totally be the panicker with like, oh my god, give me something, give me fucking something
1: imagine if you bought that you know you can buy like x display toilets or bath (laughs) shit and then it arrives you're like there are actual skid marks in this (laughs) How is that possible (laughs) it's never even been plumbed in you'd be mortified (laughs) um well i think that kind of brings us to the end of our parenting themed episode it's just not enough time i think we could talk about parenting forever
2: so i guess We'll just have to say rate and subscribe. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, rate and subscribe.
1: I can do jazz hands. You can see them. Oh, yeah. And I'm subscribed. Although if I do
2: my jazz hands, it changes the colour of my face. So I've got to yeah, try keep put, hands put your keep my down
1: <laughs> Put those white monstrosities away. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah. Uh, until next week, my dear friends. Until,
1: until next week.
2: Until next week. I'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>
1: We are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.